Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Inquirer Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Metcalf. I got some questions that need answered for today's episode, and let's just jump right on into it. Uh, First question I have is, where do you stand on two receivers on the same team in your fantasy lineup? I have Sutton and Sanders this week. Um, I generally don't like it. Uh, too much can go wrong. Um, let's look at the game uh, the other night for uh, upfront purposes. I'm recording this Friday night. So the Seattle-Los Angeles Rams game already happened. But um, like a lot of people, I had a lot of players in that game the other night. And uh, everybody did great. But let's say you started uh, Lockett and Metcalf, which did really good. I think they both had a touchdown, but low yards. But... Um, Wilson did good, but then he had a touchdown to David Moore out of nowhere. So what if that happens? Let's say you're starting Sutton and Sanders, and uh, Sanders gets a lot of volume again, but Sutton doesn't have that touchdown. You know, let's say it goes to Noah Fant or you know some other receiver on the uh, or some other pass catcher on Denver. So I don't genuinely recommend it, but I mean if you're in a pinch, you really shouldn't be. Because uh, I think it's just what the Dolphins and uh, some other stinky team on by this week. But if you're in a pinch for injuries or something, that's not a bad strategy with those two players. But I don't go out of my way to build a stack, quote unquote, like in uh, DraftKings or FanDuel for my season long team. So I probably wouldn't recommend that. I mean, if you're in a pinch, yeah, go ahead and give it a try. Uh, next question Is Tariq Cohen droppable? No, no, not in the PPR league, not at all. Uh, and let's remember, Mitchell Trubisky is injured this week. And with Chase Daniels in, he scored last week and was targeted. And let's not forget, Cohen had his biggest game of the year last year with Chase Daniels, catching 12 balls for 156 yards. So uh, this week they're playing across the pond at Wembley or whatever. And they're playing the Raiders, which is another bad bad sign. Because who knows, they could get up way early on Khalil Mack fumbles, strip sacks, and defensive touchdowns and just pound the ball with uh, Montgomery. But, uh, you know, if that game script goes bad, it could go bad for Cohen. But I, I, I like Cohen a lot when, when Chase Daniels is uh, under center for the Bears, more than Trubisky even. I just think he locks into him and he runs more routes. It's been proven. So, uh, next question. I saw your Twitter support group thre- thread for Calvin Ridley, and I feel your pain. What do we do about him? He's referring to a couple weeks ago. I said uh, someone point me to the Calvin Ridley support group, and uh, it carried on to last week, which he he did salvage. I think uh, three catches for thirty yards, about six PPR fantasy points. Um, listen, we don't do anything with them. We keep starting them. You got to keep starting them. Uh, the first two weeks, he had 16 points and 22 points, and he was rolling. And then last week, he had that stinker with two. And then, or three, two weeks ago, he had that stinker with two points. And last week, he had four points or six points. So he's going to come through. You just have to be patient. Um, Hooper is getting a lot more targets than a lot of people thought. Well, I drafted him all over. I thought he'd get a lot of targets. But I didn't think he'd be, you know, superseding uh, Ridley. Uh, 
Sanu, Mohamed Sanu is getting a lot more targets also. Um, he's had two good games the last two weeks, coincidentally, when Ridley's had bad games. Um, you just have to keep starting him. Uh, Julio, Sanu, those, those guys are older. Um, if an injury happens, I mean, I'll start him with a lot, a lot of confidence to those guys. But other than that, you just have to start him, especially this week versus Houston. Uh, all signs point to that game being kind of an offensive uh, juggernaut. So roll them out this week. Uh, next question. How are you handling the San Francisco 49ers backfield? Um, Coleman's still kind of up in the air. And, of course, this game's the Monday night game versus Cleveland. Of course. It seems to always work out that way. But, uh. If you have Coleman and you picked up, let's say, uh, you know, if you have Brita or Mostert, if you did pick up Raheem Mostert, I guess just kind of see what happens and slide Coleman in if, if he's active or vice versa, slide uh, Brita or Mostert in. I like Brita either way, but uh, Brita's, I got him in a lot of places. He hasn't scored yet, but he is piling up the yards. And uh, I saw he's up there in most uh 10-plus uh, yard runs for the year, and that category is in the top three. You just uh, you just got to see how healthy he is. I know the timetable was always probably like a month for Coleman. Um, Breida, he scares me this week kind of because if Coleman does come back and Mostert's still doing the touchdowns, we really don't know what's going to happen. Um, but sort of putting a bow on that. I guess just wait to see what happens with Coleman because I was I was really excited uh, to see what Coleman could do in his uh, his offense with uh, Shanahan again at San Francisco. So he only got to play like a quarter in Week One. So let's not jump ahead of ourselves here and uh, think Mostert's better than him or Brita. So if he's active, start him. If not, start Mostert or Brita. You're starting Brita regardless. Uh, some people have asked him, are really down on Brita because he's not scoring, but that's a fluky thing. I mean, he had a big touchdown pass from uh, Garoppolo in preseason, but he is still getting targets too. It just, you know, I think coming up this week versus Cleveland on Monday night at home, they, they should be – Cleveland looked good against Baltimore, so that should be kind of a shootout game hopefully. And we'll see what happens there. So that is that San Francisco backfield question. Um, next question. Do you like Winston over Lamar Jackson rest of season? I do. I, I like Jameis Winston more just because of the weapons around him. Um, Lamar Jackson, you know, if he doesn't rush, he's not going to have the big games that Jameis Winston is going to have. Uh, let's break it down real quick. Uh, he has Marquise Hollywood Brown. Lamar Jackson does. He has Sneed. Obviously, he has the tight ends and the big one, Andrews. Um, they have the rookie Boykin, too, who did catch a touchdown. That offense looks good, but it, it still it doesn't give me as much confidence as Jameis Winston, when Jameis Winston has looked good. Granted, he looked like trash the first two weeks. But, I mean, he lit up the Rams like a Christmas tree last week. And he had a good game the week before that, too. And let's just be honest. I mean, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Humphreys, and then uh, Brait, and uh, 
the vigil, uh, invisible ghost O.J. Howard, or the co- corpse of O.J. Howard, we should say, they are, uh, that's a much better offense. And plus, I think the coach, I wouldn't say he's a better coach, but Bruce Arians is definitely a better offensive coach than Harbaugh for the Ravens. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely giving the nod to uh, Jameis Winston for sure over Lamar Jackson rest of the season. Next question, what do you make of the Patriots running backs? Um, I don't think any any different than a month ago, honestly. I always had them ranked, uh, well, actually, I'll take that back. I got uh, White, I had him a little higher than Michelle. Um, Michelle, I think, is going to get going. I know a lot of people are losing faith in Michelle. And I've seen uh, metrics where Michelle has, like, the lowest number of uh, broken tackles and uh, missed tackles in the league. But I just I think they've played really crappy teams so far, which means he should be scoring touchdowns. But I think they're really trying to limit him, Belichick and the team, because he has the same knee problems kind of that Gurley has. And, uh, you know, he missed a lot of preseason. But uh, I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy. But I, I think, especially this week versus Washington, and there's a really, really good chance that Burkhead might not play. His injury flared up again. So that would mean it would be probably just uh, just uh, Michelle White, and then they'll have the backup special teamer. can't think of his name off the head, off the top of my head, who comes in sometimes, uh, being the third backup running back. Or they could bring in Damien Harris, but... Uh, I, I I still like Michelle. Uh, I'm still in love with James White. I still think James White's great. He fits that offense great. He's sneaky, especially in PPR leagues. He has a good floor every week. I mean, sometimes in these leagues, you just need a guy to get you 12, 13, 14 points, and James White will do that for you most weeks. Um, Burkhead was really encroaching on, on both those guys, I think. And, uh, yeah, if he misses any time... You go ahead and you fire those guys up, but uh, I really, really like both those guys. Um, still going, going ahead. Even Michelle, I know Michelle's getting a lot of hate, like I said, but I, I want those guys in my lineup, especially this week versus Washington. Um, so yeah, I really don't have much uh, to say different than I did a month ago about them. I still like them a lot. But someone else asked a question, when is New England going to play a good team? <laughs> I think they've played the Dolphins, the Steelers, who they trounced, which was a good team, I guess. And then they played the Bills, and then <laughs> now they play Washington <laughs> with the rookie quarterback. It's like, come on now. So that's how I feel about that. And let's just go into that. the rest of the team, too. I mean, uh, Josh Gordon, yeah, you feel good about him. Uh, I really feel good about Edelman, even though he was kind of banged up. It looks like he's back. And then Dorsett, that receiver, feel great about him. Um, remember, Ben Watson is back this week, so we'll see how he does with Brady. You can just see it now. He'll come out and Brady will throw like five straight passes to him or something, and everybody will be like, oh, my God, I should have stashed Ben Watson. So hat tip, if you don't have Ben Watson, ben Watson stashed, go get him right now and stash him. Stranger things have happened, especially in New England. Uh, remember when they signed the guy with the uh, blonde mustache earlier this year? <laughs> so, 
You never know up there. Uh, next question. Is the DJ Moore big breakout party on hold without Cam? Yeah, I, th I think it is. And I don't like saying it because I was a big DJ Moore guy, uh, uh, like a lot of people. Um, he was targeted the first two games when Cam was in 10 and 14 times. That's a lot of targets. I mean, that's all, that was on pace to, you know, be the top 10 in receivers easily. And then since Kyle Allen took over, he's had a game of two targets, which he did score a long touchdown on, and five targets. So when we look at that, he's just not getting the volume anymore that he had with Cam. So, yeah, I think the big breakout party's on hold uh, with, uh, with that. I, just, I think that Allen... He'll spread it around more. Uh, Javarius Wright's getting involved. He's still got Samuel there. And his binky, his baby, he loves Greg Olson. I mean, it's like the Greg Olson reemergence party here. So, yeah, it, it sucks. I guess we got to hope he breaks a big play to score a touchdown or something. Because he's just not getting it done right now. I mean, he's not terrible. You have to roll him out every week. But I just I don't think that next step is going to happen. That's what I really mean, that we thought that we thought we would. Uh, I know a lot of people took him over, you know, Cooper Cup and that, that range of, uh, you know, fifth or sixth round receivers we had this year. That's a, that's a real funny range of receivers, though. Uh, let's just talk about that for one second, about that receiver range that, uh, like, the fifth or seventh round was really wild. I actually got a board up here that I did, and uh, it's actually July, but it was kind of the same throughout. Through like the fourth through the sixth round, like DJ Moore, Robert Woods, Ridley Cup, Boyd, Mike Williams, Allen. I mean, boy, there's a, or Allen Robinson. There's a lot of receivers there that are great. Uh, a lot of us slept on Cup just because of the injury. I know I started picking him towards the end of the year. Because I heard from our good buddy Crack Rock, a.k.a. Greg Cancer, that Cooper Cup is ready to go. And he had the same ACL surgery and stuff. So I had tip to him for helping me get him because I was fading him. Um, but, yeah, that, that whole tier there of receivers. I mean, yeah, Godwin, he started moving up. Uh, Lockett. Yeah, there's a lot of receivers like the potentially DJ Moore, Mike Williams, Calvin Ridley, Boyd. You know, they're just not getting it done right now compared to some of those other guys. Um, let's move on to the next question here. I got David Njoku and Jared Cook and was happy at the time of my draft. Now I'm completely screwed a month later. What do I do? Um, you curl up in the fetal position and cry a little because that's a tough town. That is a... <laughs> I'm kidding. That that is another tier right there of those receiver of those tight ends. I'm sorry, that went uh, you know basically top ten in the drafts this year. That you just wish you could take it back right now uh, because those guys were. I mean, especially uh, Najoku. I mean, gosh, his injury was a terrible throw by Baker Mayfield. He jumps up in the air, gets upended, falls on his head, gets a concussion, and breaks his wrist. Uh, so, yeah, that was just a terrible injury for him. And then, I mean, Jared Cook, there was some red flags early on that that party ain't going to happen. I mean, the only tight end worth a damn besides uh, Jimmy Graham there was a little bit of Colby Fleener. But, uh, 
Yeah, that whole tier there. I mean, gosh, O.J. Howard, uh, Najoku, Jared Cook. I mean, if you just would have waited a little bit. <laughs> uh, I got a couple of those guys, too. I got some O.J. Howard. But, uh, yeah, I was big into waiting on Hooper. He could have gotten, like, just a few picks later. Mark Andrews. Uh, that's just a bad tier there. O.J. Howard, Jared Cook, Najoku. Even Vance McDonald. I mean, he's banged up now. He's going to miss again this week, I saw. So that's just... Oh, and Hunter Henry. <laughs> so basically, I'm, I'm looking at a draft board I did at the very end of my, my main event team. Yeah, it was Kelsey, Ertz, Kittle, and then uh, Howard, and then someone got lucky and took Evan Ingram. And then the next tight ends off the board were the Joku, Hunter Henry, Vance McDonald, and Jared Cook. And then right after that, it was Austin Hooper and Mark Andrews. Um, I didn't mean to make you feel bad or anything, but it's just kind of, kind of funny how that fell. I mean, gosh. And then the big theory in fantasy land for a lot of analysis was if you don't get those top 10 tight ends, well, yeah, you see what happened. You went for those top tight ends and seven of them, you know, half of them are hurt and half of them have hurt quarterbacks or just don't do anything. So yeah, your best bet was to wait on Hooper, Andrews, Waller. Olsen, I mean, that was probably, I had those guys, I think, out of the top 10 and even my rankings, except for Hooper. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I don't mean to dance in your grave or anything, but uh, depending on your league, there is tight ends available. Uh, Dawson Knox, he's looked really good with uh, Josh Allen. We just got to see if his concussion is going to keep him out, but he's the go-to man in Buffalo, and they like to use a tight end. Um uh, I know that, this is in case emergency break glass. Uh, the tight end Sprinkle for Washington, he is probably probably available this week. And I just saw that uh, Vernon Davis is ruled out and Jordan Reed's still doing what he's doing out. Um, yeah, there's guys. I mean, maybe somebody dropped Jimmy Graham. Maybe you could take a flyer on Kyle Rudolph if he got dropped to see if somebody, you know, if he'll do anything. It's just, uh, yeah, it's tough right now. If you if you did good and you drafted those two guys, it's just it's a really tough spot to be in. So, yeah, you'll just have to hope uh, you can get one of those tight ends. Uh, maybe somebody dropped uh, Gusecki, maybe even Goddard. Uh, I, I'm big on Goddard still. I heard I heard rumors for a while that Ramsey might get traded for Earths, uh, but we think it was fake news because that would be great for Goddard, obviously. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I didn't think uh, Jacksonville would want a 29-year-old tight end and trade away their 23-year-old Pro Bowl cornerback. But uh, that's all we got right now here for questions answered. Um, you guys have a good week and good luck.